In this episode of the Brown Body Podcast, I'm joined by Tim James. Tim is the CEO and founder of Chemical Free Body, and he's the host of the Health Hero Podcast show. So in this episode, Tim is going to start by sharing his personal health and wellness journey. He has quite the story to share with you, and you're going to be pretty amazed at what he and some of his friends and family have gone through. We're then going to discuss chemicals that find their way into supplements, into food, nutrition, even in the products you use in the bathroom, such as your toothpaste, your shampoo, and so on. This is one of those eye-opening episodes that's really meant to make you aware of all these hidden things that are having a negative impact on your health. Throughout the episode, we mention a lot of different things that we want you to go out and research, look into these things. So that includes things like renin enzyme in the gut to help digest milk, uh, the Hippocrates Institute, the China study, and so on. So as you're listening, be sure to take notes and look into some of these things for yourself because there's so much misinformation in the world of health. And we really want this episode to be a spotlight pointing you into the direction of where the truth lies. Before we get to this episode, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. Tim, welcome to the show. Excited to have you on today. Yeah, Dan, I appreciate the chance to come on and share. And, um, you know, anytime I come on and do these shows, I, I, for you listeners out there, I just want you to get one thing that resonates with you in theory, but then you can actually take it home and put it into action to improve your health, improve your life and your happiness. That's, that's my whole goal. And I know there's people out there that are looking for this information. That's why they're tuning into your show. So let's, um, let's make an impact today, brother. Right. Definitely. So Tim, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Sure. Sure. Um, well, you guys know my name, Tim James. And um, I grew up over in eastern Oregon on a cattle and hay farm. So we had like Hereford cattle and we did some grass and alfalfa hay. And I grew up outside. We had a big old garden, which was cool. Um, I was in the woods a lot, hunting and fishing and cutting firewood. I actually put myself through college cutting firewood. I think it's a great profession for college kids. Wow, that's um, impressive. You also put on a lot of muscle too, let me tell you. So, <laughs> you know, I would get after, done with baseball practice and then I'd, you know, change my pants and go up into the woods and knock a tree down and limit market, cut it up, at least cut up half of it, split it and then deliver it. I had a little recording device and I'd come home every day and it was like, Hey, my name's Bob. And I want three cords of red fur split and delivered. And he gave me his address and then I'd go deliver it and I'd call him up and set it up. So it's good business. It allowed me to get out of my mom and dad's house, get my own apartment. And instead of drinking Keystone light, I was drinking Michelob light. <laughs> I could afford it. You know, so that was really awesome. It wasn't like top ramen anymore in college. I could actually, you know, but as far as the meat went, it wasn't a big deal because we were hunting deer and elk and chuckers and pheasants. So I was like, so I was like the Robin Hood of the meat delivery business to all my other uh, baseball uh, player friends on the on the team and stuff in college. But so anyway, that kind of leads into that. I, I played baseball at a high level for 30 years. Um, we when we were 15, we actually went to the World Series and took fifth in the world in the Babe Ruth World Series in Lebanon, Missouri. And that was my first introduction to um, chiggers. I don't know if you know what those things are, but they bite you. <laughs> They're little tiny little <laughs> buggers. And then also, um, uh, fireflies that light up at night, which is freaking awesome. As a kid, you're like, Whoa, this is so cool. How could a bug light up like that and produce light? Well, we'll probably talk about this more because we're just like those bugs. We produce electricity too. And that's why our bodies are 98.6 or supposed to be, we're actually creating heat. How do we do that? So anyway, I grew up on the standard American diet, you know, cake, ice cream, candy, meat, potatoes over and over again, repeat and rinse. It was fine when I was young and growing up and athletic and running around. But after I got out of college and I, I went into the, you know, into the real world mm -hmm. and had and got a job and had some kids. And then, you know, I found myself at age 37 as a financial advisor, mortgage, kids, house, coaching, you know, kids, sports and all that stuff. I was 30, you know, I was 42 pounds overweight. Um, I had developed eczema on both elbows, my left knee um, that started cracking and bleeding and got worse and worse every year and bigger and thicker and painful. Like if I bumped my knee into a coffee table, man, it was painful. Mm -hmm. Then I had acid reflux start happening. I started taking Tums and Rolaids. My doctor wanted me to go on Prilosec. That sounded like a foreign alien, so I didn't want to do it. 
and then plus other drugs that they mentioned. I can't even pronounce these things. So for some reason, I just stayed away from that, that drug stuff. It just scared me, even though I was in pain, I was literally in pain and it got worse. Um, I started bleeding rectally when I pooped. That's why for those of you listening, if you can't see the, if you're not on YouTube or however you produce this, like my shirt says love when you poop. And why do I promote that a lot? Because what I found out was, is a lot of other people aren't loving when they poop either. Gas, constipation, bloating, diarrhea. I mean, some, I ran into the 17 year old kid that was flunking out of school, not because he wasn't bright or intelligent, but he had to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the bathroom for an hour and hope that he could go to work or to school. And then the teachers were mad at him because he'd have to jump up and run to the bathroom all the time. It wasn't time to get a hall pass. He was just trying to make it to the bathroom before it was in his pants, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I dissected that kid, I found out it was like, it was his diet that was causing most of his issues. So anyway, um, this went on um, and you think that's bad. Then it got worse um, on a plane flight to um, uh, Peru. Uh, we, my wife and I went down there, met her dad. And then we flew up to Northern Peru to a place called Tumbes, which is just South of Ecuador for a vacation. Her dad ran a medical clinic. He was a medical doctor and it was his first vacation in his whole life. For 30 years he'd never been on vacation he's a freaking workaholic he was kind of big up in the uh the, the doctor he's like one of the doctors that the peruvian government like called on and you know he was kind of a uppity up over there and just a sweetheart of a man really cool dude um shout out to carlos <laughs> and um you know uh we were there it was beautiful uh, it was amazing the beaches and everything and it was really remote and all of a sudden i started getting pain in my stomach and it got worse and worse and worse. And he was like examining me. And then finally he's like, we have to get you to the hospital. You need surgery. And I was like, what? And we just missed the plane flight out of there. It was only one plane flight a day. We missed it by 30 minutes. We were like, he's like, shit, he could die. So they rented a van and through the middle of the night, they drove me down this bumpy road down the coastline of Peru to a town called Piora. Now I'm telling you like, I couldn't even stand up straight. It wasn't so much pain. I had to bend over at a 90 degree angle and walk like a 140 year old dude that, you know, it's just barely walking around. And every bump on that plane or that, that, that van ride was painful. And it was like, bump, 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 just pain. It was like somebody stabbed me with a knife over and over and over again for six hours. I I'll never forget that experience. We get to the hospital in Peoria, and they put me on an examination table in a third world country and there's bugs flying around me in a lamp and i'm thinking oh my god dude i've <laughs> i've paid into health insurance my whole life and now i can't even use it this right you're crazy. like this is it this like, is am it. i gonna live and then you know and then so what he did was he didn't want them to operate on me there he wanted to operate on me in his clinic with his surgeons and stuff so he had them dope me up and put me on a little taxi took me to a commercial airline flight you're not supposed to do this and then flew me into Lima. And then I went to a taxi right into surgery. And it was just in the nick of time is what I was told. So anyway, I, re I ended up spending the rest of my vacation recovering. My wife pushes me back into the United States uh, in a wheelchair. And what I learned from that experience, um, Dan, was that my poor health doesn't affect just me. It affects everyone else around me. And I'd ruined that trip for him, or her dad. Uh, his first vacation in 30 years, I ruined the trip for, we planned this in advance, man. We put a lot of money down. It was all, it was awesome. And it was screwed up, but I still didn't know what to do with my health. And I was kind of a, you know, guy head in the sand. Um, what I didn't say, you know, about, you know, I don't know if I said this earlier, but like when I went number two, it was painful, but it was followed by blood. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, I was bleeding rectally. And this is like, it's kind of scary, right? Right. So here I am 37 years old. And now my, my gut, I'm, I'm bleeding rectally every time I poop. My elbows are bleeding. I couldn't wear white shirts anymore because as a financial advisor, I'd just stain them. I, I'd go to your house and I'd bump up against your, elbow, uh, your wall or your couch. And I'm always cleaning blood off of people's stuff. Freaking annoying. And then, you know, I was an A-type outgoing person. But now summertime comes, we're at the beach, take off your shirt. I didn't mind taking my shirt off being overweight because pretty much everybody else was too. Right. But it was more of like, I looked like a freaking salamander, man, because my skin was weird looking. It was all scaly and bleeding. And then I had another skin issue on my back shoulder that was like this fat bubbling up. Just So I was rotting from the inside out. I didn't understand any of this stuff. I didn't know anything about health. I thought I did. I tried high fat, low fat, high protein, low protein, high carb, low carb, five meals a day. I mean, I tried all this stuff, dude. 
And some, some of it worked. I'd lose a pound or two, but the reality was, is every year I was getting like two, three, four pounds. My energy was going down. My mental clarity was going down. I was, I had all these health issues. I couldn't even run around. I was an athlete, dude. I'd be like conquer anything. And I couldn't even run around a track one lap quarter mile without like huff. I mean, I couldn't even hardly do it. The only thing exercise I was doing is I stopped going to the gym and I started, I was walking my dogs because they couldn't walk themselves mm -hmm. pretty much it. Okay. And in complete denial. So now fast forward a few years later, a buddy of mine on my baseball team gets uh, stomach cancer, Clay Mahoy. He dies, left three little kids behind. And that was kind of a wake up call because he was 40. Now my grandma had died of brain cancer and my aunt had died of skin cancer, but they were older. Right. right. So you kind of, you know, people get old, they die of stuff. So you don't think much about your living life, but now I got this guy, he's my age and he was like fit. He had a six pack abs and, um, and he died and we're like, what? But we were thinking maybe it was because he chewed tobacco, stomach cancer, you know, there's kind of a link there that kind of makes sense. Well, then after that, my vegetarian buddy, Charles is super healthy guy, but he was six. He was a sloppy vegetarian. We found out later, <laughs> you know, and he was about 60 pounds overweight actually. And he developed chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And that is supposedly an incurable blood cancer. So he drops the bomb on me and says, hey, look, I want to see my son Charlie graduate high school. I want to go to father-son weekend. I want to live, Tim. I don't want to die. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm going to lose another friend. I mean, my experience is you get cancer, you're toast. Yep. So he said, hey, I'm going to go to the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida. It's a natural detox and nutrition clinic. Will you go with me to support me? I'm like, I didn't even know what I was getting into. I'm like, I'm in, dude, whatever you need. Yep. On the plane flight there, January 1st, 2011, we're flying to Hippocrates. He's like, oh, by the way, when we get there, there's no meat, there's no dairy, there's no salt, there's no sugar, <laughs> there's nothing cooked over 115 degrees and no vinegar. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean no meat? And I forget about the other stuff. I don't even know what he's talking about, but I'm like, what are you talking about? No meat? Like my whole life revolved around it, right? right. I thought it was like part of being a man and you had to have meat to have. And for those listening that are meat eaters and carnivores, it's not a big deal. This was just our journey. Um, and it's what it's, it's, I'm just going to tell it and just, but don't shut down if you're eating meat right now and say, Oh, I could never do that. Right. Just listen to the story because you know, not everybody is ready to give up meat hundred percent spiritually, emotionally, physically. Some of you might need it. Some of you might know it's the, it's, it's the right medicine for the right person at the right time. And food is medicine or it can be a poison. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's everybody's got to find their own way. But this is just what we did. OK, I'm thrown into this. I wouldn't pick it. I just went there to help my friend. So we go there. Day one, my acid reflux is gone. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, next couple of few days wasn't so fun. I was going through these detox symptoms. The first class was called internal awareness. This doctor comes out. He's very I mean, he's in shape, dude. He's got muscles. He's, he's a bodybuilder, actually. And his wife was a bodybuilder medical doctor he'd been there at the institute for 10 years it was his 50th birthday that day and he actually looked like he was 40 now i can recognize patterns and the people that have been working that institute for 10 20 years looked about 10 20 years younger than people their age in our population it was quite astonishing but i'm like how could this podunk place help people with cancer that's ridiculous we're spending billions of dollars on research and we have race for the cure and all this stuff and our best minds are doing it well um i found out that that's um not it's Kind of like WWF wrestling. It's kind of an illusion what's going on out there with that whole deal. But anyway, so I'm in this class and, and this Dr. Scott, he's like, he starts explaining from the time we eat food until the time it exits the body, what happens? And he says, look, the average person's carrying around six to 12 pounds. Now hear me out, six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaques lining the small and large intestine. Most of it's in the colon. And he said, and he pointed at me and he said, Tim, if you ever want to be healthy, truly healthy, you have to get that stuff out. He goes, you have 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag and you got to get it out. I'm glad I'm you like, brought oh. that. I'm glad you brought that up because fecal impaction, I recently learned is the number one reason females in college actually seek nursing care. So this isn't something that just impacts, you know, people like 30, 40 years old, Everybody. corporate America. It's everyone. And it's especially at the younger ages, like the college kids who they start complaining about stuff, their body's giving them warning signs. They mm -hmm. start getting fatigued, headaches, they don't sleep well, and they don't listen to them. Instead of hearing out those signs and symptoms and actually getting to the root cause of it, they just kind of brush it to the side. So I'm yeah, really or smoke some weed or take some CBDs or take Arnica or take Tylenol or take a acetaminophen or drink some alcohol. So all those are band-aids. There's good ones and bad ones mixed in there, but they're band-aids. And we'll get to the solutions of this stuff based on what happened, our solutions, and maybe they'll work for you. 
again, we're not doctors. We don't prescribe anything. We're just a health coach that has a lot of results for 11 years. So he's trying to talk us into doing a colon hydrotherapy session to clean the colon out. Are you familiar with that? A little bit. Okay. So I wasn't, had no idea. A colon hydrotherapy or colonic is where you sit on a tube rectally and water goes gently in and out of your colon for about an hour and it cleans your colon and removes that impacted waste material. Now, when I heard this, I looked at Charles and I said, dude, I came here to help you with your cancer, but there ain't <laughs> no, I mean, I'm already not eating meat. So I bet there's no way I'm doing this deal, dude. Like yep. nothing is going to get me to do this. But the doctor was smart. Besides talking about it, even though he's very convincing, he showed pictures. So he did virtual colonoscopies where you go inside of people's colons. And he said, these three people are on the standard American diet. 24-year-old female with Hashimoto's and thrush, which is a yeast infection. Inside of her colon was all white, yellow, and nasty. Ugh. I was like, God, that's disgusting. Then in 65-year-old male with colon cancer and parasites. Black, brown, white worms crawling all around. And then he looks at us. He's like, oh, by the way, over 50% of you easily have parasites. And it's not just the big tapeworms, the hookworms, and the pinworms that you can see in the stool. We're talking microscopic parasites. And he goes, all of them are eating your food, drinking your drinks. They're urinating in you. They're defecating in you. Uh, they're having sex in you. And they're laying thousands of eggs in you. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> this is like not a third world. People in America think this is only for third world. No. Right. All Intro to the things. microbiome here. When you break, when your body is breaking down, you open the doorway for these viruses and bacteria and all this stuff come in. We'll get to that. So I'm like looking at these photos, these videos, and I'm like, holy crap. Then 45-year-old female with breast cancer and like colitis or Crohn's. I can't remember. She had a, her gut was jacked up. Okay. And it was nasty. And then he's like, now here's the inside of a colon and somebody's living on our lifestyle and it's done our program. And it was all that you could see the it was pink and clean, the, the blood vessels, and you know, there was waste matter in there, but the terrain was significantly different. It was like night and day. You could totally tell the difference. Like, I mean, I wasn't a doctor. I wasn't a research scientist. I wasn't a gastroenterologist, but I could tell Tim, which colon's healthy, that one or that one. And like, boop, I could pick it. A six-year-old could pick it out. And those, they say a picture's worth 60,000 words. Well, it was. And in the middle of the class, I was so motivated. I stood up in the middle of class and went over and started signing up on the sign-up sheet. He's like, well, Tim, we're going to wait and do that after class. I'm like, no, I'm doing it right now. I'm going to be number one in there. <laughs> the next day, they, they take, I go to the colon hydrotherapy session. They weigh me. They do it for an hour. And then they weigh me again. I dropped 10 pounds of impacted fecal material in one hour. Just like he said, I literally did. And what I found out was, is that when you do colon hydrotherapy, because the water going up there, you actually pull in a lot of about a pound of water. So technically I lost about 11 pounds of funk and gunk and junk that was accumulated in my, just in my colon, not the small intestine. And the record at that time in 2011 was one lady, because they weigh everybody. Mm -hmm. One lady had dropped 27 pounds of impacted fecal material out of her colon. If you think about that, I relate it to things I understand. 27 yep. pounds is about the size of a medium dog. Think about a dog falling out of your bowels. That's what happened to her. That's insane. And to so lose at, it all in one hour. Dude, so as people are, 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 are going through these things, you know, you're cleaning up the internal terrain and doing all this stuff. You know, you go through like detox symptoms. I had night sweats. I was irritable. Um, I had a metallic taste coming out of my tongue as the heavy metals were exiting the body. I was kind of fatigued. You can have cold or flu-like symptoms. Some people had it worse. Some people would have rashes breaking out on parts or all of their body. Um, other people would have parasites literally crawling out of pores in their skin. And, and at lunchtime, I saw a lady had a parasite crawling out of her eye. And I'll never forget because I was like, um, excuse me, you have a parasite crawling out your eye. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> you might not want to have that fall in your salad, you know? And she's like, oh, my God. And, and people think that that's like crazy, but it was happening all over the place at that right. point. And why? Because... The standard American diet is so bad. It's so acidic and low oxygen. It creates the perfect terrain or breeding environment for viruses, bacteria, mold, yeast, fungus, parasites, and mutagens, these cancers. So what, what were they doing at the Institute? It wasn't something like miraculous or crazy. They just were cleaning up all the man-made garbage in our bodies in our gut and on a cellular level that's bioaccumulated in our fat and our muscle tissue and our blood and our brain and in our colon and our small intestine. And they were replacing it with nature. That's all it was. Fresh water, clean water, green juices, wheatgrass shots, sprouted foods, sprouted nuts, sprouted seeds, sprouted greens, sprouted beans, all this sprouted stuff, right? Living foods. Right. Um, just like every other creature on the planet. Every creature on this planet eats a 100% raw living food diet, except for humans. We're the only ones that cook our food. Right. We're the only ones. 
And even Max Planck Institute in Germany, they showed us that, you know, when you cook like when I was cooking like a deer steak, mm -hmm. 50% of the proteins are coagulated during the cooking process, completely unusable mm -hmm. by the human body, but you have to labor to push it out. So we go through this process and on after about day four or five, I woke up and I looked at Charles. I'm like, dude, do you feel as good as I do? He's like, yeah, we were, I mean, we woke up, we did our water, we did our wheatgrass shots, the green juice, we worked out, we went to the hot cold plunge, we did an infrared sauna, we did this little routine, right? And I said, dude, you feel as good as me? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, Mike, I said, my brain is literally on fire, mm -hmm. like with energy, I, so much mental clarity. My arms are tingling with energy. I was like, dude, we've discovered the fountain of youth. <laughs> like, this is what everybody is looking for. Like, this is the fountain of youth. Like, right. literally, if you had to look at what the fountain of youth is and what that would be like, because we've all heard about it, but what does it feel like? I was feeling that. And nobody could take that first person experience away. And I said, Charles, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I want to go home. I'm going to give up all meat except for bacon. And I'm going to grow sprouts with you. And we're going to juice. And we're going to do this wheat grow. You're going to heal. And you're going to heal. And that's exactly what we did. We came back. We stuck with the program. And in a little over two and a half years, he'd healed himself of this chronic lymphocytic leukemia, supposedly this incurable cancer, no chemo, no surgery, no radiation. And he did it through a great attitude and cleaning up his body and flooding his body with nature. I did the same thing. And what happened for me, within 60 days, I had lost the 42 pounds. Mm -hmm. The skin issues on my shoulder and both of my elbows was completely gone in 60 days. And in eight months, the big patch on my knee was gone. And I've never looked back. It's been 11 years. I get healthier. I'm 40. I'm way healthier now at 48 than I was at 37. It's, it's because I take care of my gut. And if, if you want your skin to look good on the outside and you don't want to age, we can get into biophotons and electrons and why this is happening in my body. I can show everybody how. Um, Charles was actually able to see his son graduate high school, graduate, yep. and go to father-son weekend in college. And he ended up going from bankruptcy, cancer diagnosis, diagnosis to thriving business no cancer. And he picked up his guitar and actually started playing it, started a band. I played guitar with him. Just, you know, not to, I, we play about every two, three weeks, we get together and play. That's so awesome. My friend's alive. It's been 11 years. We're both healthy. And I walked away from the financial services industry to tell people about sprouts and living foods and getting detoxed and, you know, kind of just a real dude with, you know, rubber on the pavement doing it for myself. And now we've helped thousands of people around the globe to do the same. That's an incredible journey and an incredible just health transformation that you just shared about yourself and your friend. What really sticks out to me about your kind of life really is you started out as someone who was really interested in business from the get go. You mentioned that mm -hmm. you were cutting lumber, uh, cutting firewood for people. That was your yeah. start. You got into athletics. You were very physically gifted early on, but the nutrition piece wasn't there. You said standard American diet. Over time, you started to realize those problems, they just kept persisting and getting worse. Not, you know, dramatically. It wasn't like you woke up one day and gained 20 pounds. It was just one or two pounds a year, mm -hmm. slow, yep. gradual over time. And eventually you looked at yourself in the mirror one day and you're just like, what is going on right now? I've got elbow things. I'm bleeding from places. Like, I don't feel good. This isn't me. This isn't the me that I know. And oddly enough, you ended up at the Hippocrates Institute. Again, it was through your friend. But, you know, I think back and I just wonder, had that not been for your friend, would you have ended up there? Would any of this no, have happened? There's no way, dude. So my you, upbringing and the societal conditioning that I had being a quote unquote man, there's no way I would have went to that place. Because if I had heard no meat, I would like, forget about it. Yeah. And, and I actually went completely raw, living food vegan for eight and a half years. Wow. And then I thought, then I thought, well, I'll add some meat back in. I, I did that for a little while. And, and I've, you know, I'm probably 98%, I would just say 98, 99% plant-based now. But, you know, if it's like, you know, we pick some chanterelle mushrooms in the fall or some morel mushrooms in the spring, I might have a, a chanterelle mushroom omelet. Or if I, when I went up to Alaska with my kids and we went fishing, my son caught a Chinook and, you know, I had a piece. I just don't worry about it anymore. I don't make right. a big deal of it. You know, it, it's, right. I just do what makes me feel good. So what I tell people is this, like, here's the bottom line, eat fresh foods Yep. and the fresher, the better. All chefs know this. How do they have good? Oh, your food's amazing. Well, it's fresh. They grow their own herbs or they buy the herbs. They put them in there they get fresh. I mean, a, a, a salmon caught today and eating it versus a frozen one from last year. It's not even the same thing. 
you know, your aunt's or grandma's uh, tomato out of her garden. Take a bite of that compared to a quote unquote vine un- vine rep and tomato in the grocery store. Not even the same. Not even close. It's the shadow no, no. of what it should be, right? So fresh is best. And I just tell people just start adding in more fresh plants into your life. And whether it's 10% or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 all the way up, pick, just go up until you find the balance that works for you. Right. That's it, you know, but get some oh. fresh foods in you. One of the things you kind of alluded to there was your friend healed himself naturally. You healed yourself naturally. You were experiencing symptoms you didn't want. You were trying other things for, say, your acid reflux, and it wasn't working. But once you started eating clean, things started to improve and get better. One of the things people don't understand is a lot of products have these toxic chemicals, as you alluded to, in them. So the pharmaceutical industry is part of this. The food industry is part of this hair uh, cleaning products, beauty products, all have these toxins in them and they're seeping into our body one Mm -hmm. way or another. So pharmaceutical, uh, pick up any kind of label, whether you have a supplement, a pharmaceutical drug, and just search for an ingredient like say polyethylene glycol. People don't realize that comes from petroleum. That is literally Mm -hmm. an oil-based product that you're putting into your body. And don't worry, at, it's okay. The FDA says small amounts, okay. It's safe okay. and effective, right? It's okay to have a little bit of cat poop in your brownie recipe, people. Don't worry about it. It's You won't even notice it. You can't taste it. You won't see it. It's okay. So how do you recommend, we'll go with food first. How do you recommend people avoid these chemicals in food? Because you and I both know even produce isn't the same, as you just said. How can we find something like a wild blueberry anymore? Most stores yeah. don't even so, have wild blueberries. So it's a process, right? So the best way to do it would be to grow your own food in your house. That's why we teach sprouting. Because if you get good seeds, you can grow the freshest food 365 days a year in your home. And a lot of it you can do just glass jars on your countertops. Lentils, mung beans, fenugreek, which is like a Greek hay. These can all, um, alfalfa, red clover, radish, broccoli seeds. These can all be sprouted on your countertop, no dirt. Um, And the lentils and mung beans And the fenugreek, that's ready in two and a half days. I mean, it's like the easiest to start with. The alfalfa, the red clover, the broccoli, the radish, those take a little bit, seven to nine days, depending on the temperature of the house. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a cleaning process where you got to kind of four and a half days, five days into it, you got to float the seeds in water, kind of get off the dead holes off the top. The dead seeds go to the bottom. You take the good stuff out of the mill and put it back in the jar, drain it really well, and then let it start greening up and getting big. And But... If people want more, they can go to my website. There was, I can't remember, I think it was episode 48 on my podcast. I there's It's called Increasing Your Nutrition Up to 800% Through Sprouting, right? Mm-hmm. But beyond that, buy local, you know, yep. buy local, buy local, buy local. Go meet your farmers, go to the farmer's markets, go around, do the, do the homework and the due diligence because tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're probably going to want to eat some food and the next yeah. day and the next day and the next day. So if you know that's going to happen for the rest of your life, might make sense to put a little investment in that. Right. And time should be spent here. Cause remember food can be the best medicine in your, like, like Hippocrates said, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. It will be the most medicinal healing um, stuff you can put in your body or it can tear your body down. It can be a poison. So eat lower on the food chain, right? Go, to, go, you know, avoid, try to buy organic and biological. Don't buy, st- look at your PLU stickers on the little labels. If it starts with a four, that means it's conventionally grown. Pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, larvicides, chemical fertilizers. And a lot of times they take waste treatment sludge, which is where everybody's urine and poop and, you know, everybody's drinking all those pharmaceutical drugs and all that crap goes in there and it's a 60,000 toxic chemical soup. And they got this bio sludge. They have to pay to get rid of it. But now they've turned it into what they call bio solids and they sell it as a cheap fertilizer to farmers that are broke because they've been, you know, basically bent over by the, the system. So, you're, if you're if you're eating vegetables and the PLU sticker starts with the number four, most likely it was grown in human feces, which is not the gross part. The gross part is the toxic chemical soup that was in. Um, if the sticker starts with a three, that means it's genetically modified. So it was messed around with in a laboratory, and you don't want that because when they disrupt the metabolism of the plant, these plants start producing formaldehyde. Go talk to some local in, in people that are morticians today. They'll tell you that older people that are high on the standard American diet, they're poor shape, they're on, you know, five to 13 pharmaceutical drugs, they have arthritis, they don't, their brain's not working right. When they pass away, they're kind of already embalmed. 
Yeah, well, formaldehyde is a common ingredient in vaccines and pharmaceuticals as well. Again, why are we putting this into people's body if we know it's so bad for them? Well, million dollar question, You can get into conspiracy theories. You can, you know, the reality is whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, I don't care. It's, the results are the same. Mm Mm-hmm destroying our health, destroying our immune system, destroying the fabric of our, of our society and our children. And, and, you know, we have to put our, we have to take responsibility, right? So we have to be able to respond and you can't respond to things if your health's in the, in the gutter, you right. got to take care of your health. So the look for the stickers that start with a nine, that means they're organic. Now the organic label is completely shot now too, but they allow up to 150 chemicals in that, but it's a lot less than the other ones and without all the other stuff, right? Right. So if you're going to a grocery store, do that. But best is go to like farmer's markets, buy local, buy local, buy local, get fresh food, grow your own gardens and start sprouting in your house. That's it. Right. You have to take responsibility. Put I, I grow like 60, 70% of my food in my house. It's easy. That's awesome. Been doing it and for years. Anyone can do that. Everyone lives somewhere. It doesn't matter if you're in a city, if you're out yep. in the country, just do something in the kitchen. Yeah. You can go to restaurants. They're throwing away gallon glass jars all the time. Just they'll give you the jars for free. You know, that's awesome. some water and get yourself some good seeds and, and start growing them. So, so a lot of what you're recommending here is a very plant-based kind of natural approach to eating, which a lot well, of if people... you're eating meat, just make sure it's organic grass fed, right. no hormones, no antibiotics, and just eat less. Right. You is know, there any food as that, much of it? Any foods that you recommend people always avoid? Is it like, Hey, you know, don't sugar, go to the dairy or sugar, um, yeah. dairy for sure. Um, and one of the reasons for dairy, it's like, uh, if if somebody wants to debate me on that, it's like, I don't really think there's a debate. What's the purpose of cow's milk in nature? Mostly for the calf to grow. For a baby cow. Yeah. Okay. It's not for a baby giraffe. It's not for a baby goat. It's not for a baby dog or cat. It's for mm-hmm. a freaking baby cow. So that milk is designed for that cow. If you look at it, that's why everybody's lactose intolerant when it comes to cow's milk. Everybody mm-hmm. at some level. Because... You have to have a substance in your stomach called renin to break it down. And you don't. You don't have it. Only baby cows have it. The main protein in dairy is casein. Yep. Casein is a known carcinogen. It causes cancer. We can look at, uh, what was his name? Uh, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. Um, there's a book out there called The China Study. It's the most comprehensive book ever written on nutrition. That whole thing got started. He was, he was uh, from Cornell University in Doc, and he was over there trying to help um, like protein deficiencies in the Filipino children. So he's trying to figure out how to do it. So in his experiments with rats, he was, he was putting protein at 5% and protein at 20%. And the main protein he was using was casein. And what he found out was, is that at 5% protein, the rats were fine, but at 20%, they developed tumors. He put them back down to 5%. The tumors would go away. He put them back up to 20. The tumors would come back. So what he was literally doing, doing was turning cancer on and off with these protein levels. And again, it was a dairy protein was the main ingredient casein. Yep. So you can't freaking digest it. Right. So the whole whey protein industry was built off of the dairy industry, throwing away the whey, throwing away the casein in the, in the nature, but then it was destroying the environment. So the environmentalists made him stop doing that. So like, how are we going to get rid of this stuff? Now they really have to pay money to get rid of it. They just couldn't throw it out behind the farm. Mm-hmm. And the profit margins were so slim because, again, farmers at every level are just hammered because of the system, even with subsidies. So what ended up happening was um, they turned it into a product. And now muscle builders can go walk out of the can, like you were talking about that other dude earlier, and it's destroying their internal organs and their kidneys. And and you can't, and it's, it's, you know, casein causes cancer. I mean, it's like, it is what it is. So yep, um, it's not me saying it. It's like, it's out there all over the place that people do the research. So Right. Um, I just know that when people get off of it, their problems go away. Now, do you recommend people ever kind of take time away from eating something like intermittent fasting? Yeah, I think it was episode seven on my podcast. In the beginning, I did a lot of one-on-one stuff because I do interview a lot of people, but I went deep on some of these topics like proper food combining, fasting. Uh, Intermittent fasting is one of the most powerful tools out there. So when people are like, what do you think about keto? I'm like, well, I like it because... They're really bringing intermittent fasting to light. What right. do you like about paleo? Well, I like it because they get people off of dairy and off of sugar, right? But there's other components of it that doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, it's whatever, right? But, you know, we're talking about foods here 
Dan, and like which ones to eat. We could keep going on that, but like our whole company, chemicalfreebody.com, is about bringing awareness to these man-made toxic chemicals, these microscopic things, and things that you can't see that are affecting you. When you're done listening to this episode today, go to your browser and type in these three words, umbilical cord chemical, umbilical cord chemical. And you'll see the studies going back to 2005 that I saw years ago. And I read these and I was like, wow, the, the scientists and researchers were looking in the umbilical cord blood of young babies and young mothers, supposedly the healthiest of all of us. And they were looking for 400. They found 250 chemicals of what they were looking for. And guess what? 180 of those chemicals cause cancer in humans. Mercury, lead, fluoride, you name it, it's there. 212 cause developmental and brain disorders. And think about this. There's over 100,000 chemicals in the marketplace. There's 2,000 new chemicals made every year, and only one quarter of 1% are tested. The rest are just turned out in the market. It's buyer beware. We don't even know what's going on, right? So think about that. Children being born today, just looking for only – so if you do the math, and you, it's 71% of 400 is 250. So if we have 100,000 chemicals, we have the potential to have 71,000 toxic chemicals, which means probably over 30 or 40,000 or 20,000 in the blood that are causing cancer in humans. Well, let's look at the the childhood death rates. Forever, the number one killer of children in, in, in America was accidents. Well, that makes sense. Kids are young, they fall, they don't know what they're doing yet. That's why parents got to, you know, we got to, we got to kind of protect them in the beginning, especially they're, they're growing, you know, they're trying to figure everything out. Well, what's happened is now the number one killer of children from birth to five is now brain cancer. So this is totally uh, an immune system breakdown. It's chemicals and it starts in mommy and daddy. So you have unhealthy mommy and daddy, you're going to have unhealthy babies. And then you put them on, you know, these crappy baby foods that are full of sugar and garbage and toxins. And it's just down in soy milks that they, they're throwing up all the time. They're telling you, I can't eat it. I can't eat it. I can't digest it. Right. Right. We have this stuff going on, dude. It's, it's terrible. Now from ages five to 16, accidents is still the number one killer, but number two now is a tie between brain cancer and like lymphoma and leukemias. Right. right. So why is cancer the number one killer of our, our babies today? These. We're not paying attention to this. We can't see it. It's like right. out of, you could be OCD on your kitchen cleaning, but on nine times out of 10, if I put my finger across the top of your refrigerator, there's some dust up there because you can't see it. And that's, what I want to bring awareness to just because you can't see this stuff. It is, it was, it is bioaccumulating in your body in your fat, your blood tissue and your, your brain and your blood. And it is destroying your immune system. You're, you're, if you're reading the articles right now, I think you saw you looking that stuff up. The scientists and researchers and doctors refer to this as a body burden. These microscopic chemicals that you can't see are destroying your immune system. So this is the first place we start with people. People just don't understand. Like when you breathe in air, you're breathing in rubber compounds off of tires, um, automobile exhaust, jet fuel, paint off-gassing in your house. If you have carpet, it's off-gassing formaldehyde. You know, all these things, you can't see it, but it attaches to the mucous membrane in your mouth and it goes down to your throat and it gets into your system. Mm-hmm. 74% of the water today has glyphosate in it, the main ingredient in Roundup, an herbicide. Glyphosate's yep directly linked to cancer. My mom and dad are in their 80s, and every time I go home, there's an attorney commercial on saying, if you've been exposed to glyphosate, the main ingredient in Roundup, you may be entitled to compensation. These attorneys are spending thousands of dollars running these ads. Why? Because they're paying out millions. In fact, the ad said, a recent gentleman just received $70 million settlement for his lymphoma cancer. You may, it might work for you too. But even though it's killing people, they're paying millions out for the people that are getting cancer and dying. You and I and the people listening, we can still go down to our home and garden center. We can buy a Roundup and we can go spray it on our garden on our and, and all over the yard, get it on our feet, track it in our house, and pollute our families and kill each other and our right. neighbors. Because 98% of it doesn't stay on the freaking plant. It goes into the ecosystem, the water, the streams. That's why 74% of our rain has glyphosate in it. And this is just one chemical. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It is there. So once you have this awareness, we have to start cleaning things up. We clean up the air. We clean up your water. We clean up your food, your cosmetics, your shampoos. If your toothpaste says harmful if swallowed, please contact the Poison Control Center. You might want to rethink putting that in your mouth. (laughs) If your shampoo says sodium lauryl sulfate, that's a known carcinogen. Well, guess what? I came home from Hippocrates. I went and looked at my toothpaste. Harmful if swallowed. Dang it. You know, contact the poison poison control center. It's on, I'm, I'm I'm eating it. I it never registered in my head, man. 
poison control center. And I brush my teeth with it every day. Mm -hmm. I never, it never registered. I don't know why. And then sodium lauryl sulfate, I didn't even know what that was. It was the first ingredient in my shampoo. So the rule of thumb is, is if you put something on your skin, it should be edible. If you can't eat it, you shouldn't put it on your skin because it's going to go right into your bloodstream through the skin and you have no liver to filter it. So it's even worse. So, you know, that's where we're at today. Right. And those problems continue to compound over time. And that's what people don't understand is you might not see it or feel it now. Like me, I'm 24 years old. I don't necessarily feel like I have any major health problems going on. But if I pick up my toothpaste or my shampoo or body wash or whatever, and I see those chemicals in there, they could be having a health effect on me that I don't recognize, but maybe I pass it on to my kids in like eight, 10 years from now. Um, I don't have any kids that I'm aware of anyways. Um, so that could be something that impacts them. And mm -hmm. now they're starting one step behind where I was and they go on their life. They have kids. Now their kids are going to be one step behind because these problems are exponential. It's not just a one and done. It grows and accumulates more and more and more over time. Now, I know you've, you've, you've nailed it, dude. We are actually de-evolving as a species right now. That's right. what's happening. Human beings, especially in America, we are the sickest we've ever been in the history of the human population. So if that's the case, why would we keep eating? Think about your body as a system. And systems have uh, all, it's universal. Engineers will know this. Input, output, and in the middle, you got transport, conversion, and storage. This is an open system. There's also an intelligent system. We want you to be intelligent systems. Intelligent systems has a sensor. Mm -hmm. It notices the inputs and how it makes you feel. If you're overweight, you're on medications, you have elbows bleeding like me, you're bleeding rectally, you don't feel good, you have arthritis. These are all check body lights. They're telling you that the sensor is like, okay, this isn't working. You need to change the input. So that sends it to the controller. And now you have choices. So you change the input. And intelligent systems also have a goal. So if your goal is to be healthy and happy, you have to use your sensors Stop being so busy and distracted. Use your controller to change the inputs and then see how it makes you feel. And you just keep changing them until you bring your body back into balance. And then you can, we can actually start evolving as a, as a species again. Like we're, our, our, look at our kids. I mean, kids are being born overweight. Kids are being born with type 2 diabetes. It's because the parents are so weak because we have weak soil, weak plants, weak food, and we've become weaker and weaker and weaker. And we have to build up our immune systems. And we're, we are heading for a landslide of, um, uh, it's just, it's, it's not going to be good. I mean, it's already happening. It really is already happening with the rise of autism and, and young kids and uh, Alzheimer's dementia is over close to 30% of the baby boomers now, um, won't, don't know who they are. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Even just take something basic like obesity, right? By the year 2030. So nine years from now, America is projected to hit 49% obesity according to the CDC. So this is, you know, government data, all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And over 95% of uh, Americans are going to be overweight. So nearly 100%, nearly every American will be overweight within yeah. the next 10 years. Yeah, look around the grocery stores. We're, we're on our way. Yay. Yeah. Now, I know you've mentioned that you have a line of supplements that can kind of help people detoxify and start to turn their health back towards the right direction instead of continuing this downward spiral. Would you be able to talk a little bit about what those supplements are and maybe a little bit about the exclusive offer that you have for today? Sure. Well, I think the most important thing to understand is that like I'm a health coach and I didn't, I, when I left Hippocrates, I'm like, I don't they, they were pushing supplements on me there. And I'm like, I don't need this stuff. I'm going to heal natural. I'm nature boy. Um, I did go to this one class and they were really big on digestive enzymes. And I was like, wow, that made a lot of sense. So I bought like a huge bottle of digestive enzymes. I've been eating them ever since when I eat my mm -hmm. meals and sometimes on an empty stomach when I need a little boost. So I come back and for about two and a half years, I didn't do any supplements except for those enzymes. And then I read a book. I can't remember where it was, but I remember an article and it said, 85% of the nutrition is farmed out of the soil today. It's just gone. It's not there. So if it's not in the soil, it's not in the plant or in the animal that ate the plant. And then I made that connection. I'm like, oh, crap, we're all deficient. So literally, everybody's walking around on 15% fuel. That's the reality of what's going on. And I'm like, I want more. So to top off the tank, we have to replace that 85%. So that's when, um, you know, I started looking at supplementation. And then I started 
my I got my little suite of products basically that I was using for myself. One was to keep my digestive tract clean. Another one was to get the heavy metals, the radiation, pollution, the toxins out of my body. I took another one. I took a really good probiotic spore-based formula and prebiotic. I had the digestive enzymes, and then I uh, had a green formula that I put in. I was making green juices, though, too, growing sprouts and making green juice. And most people aren't going to do that, I know, because I've had over 5,000 people to my home for these juicing dinner classes, detox classes. And we sold a lot of juicers for these juicing companies, but within a month to three months, the juicers were under the cupboard because people told me they didn't have time. They didn't want it was a pain in the butt cleaning the juicer. It was expensive. So we um, got them onto powders, right? Mm-hmm. And made it convenient for them. So that was going along just fine. And then I had this one product and I was like, looking. I got a new bottle of it. it looked a little different. And I looked at the ingredients and the ingredients had changed. There was an extra little ingredient there. I was like, what's this? Xanthan gum. I go look it up. It's mutated corn syrup fermented in bacteria. They were using it as an emulsifier so that when you shake your shake, it wouldn't settle because God forbid you got to shake your shake a couple, two, three times while you're drinking. <laughs> right. Right. So, and I'm, and I'm like, I am not eating this. So I had to call all my coaching students and tell them if you got the new bottle of this XYZ company, send it back, get a refund. And I, I'll do some research and try to find another one. Well, this kept happening over and over again. And as my down the rabbit hole search went, I started finding out that some of these companies are that even say natural and organic, they have synthetics in their products and through the label BS, they don't even have to tell you it's diabolical stuff. What's going on. So I got Dr. Scott Treadway on board and we started our own, uh, our own supplements. And now I just take my own stuff because I know where it's made. We, we skip no corners, everything sun dried or air dried under 110 degrees, to keep the enzymes active, basically the life force. Um, and we could talk about biophotons and electrons. We, I mentioned that earlier. Right. Um, and there's no slave labor. Anyway, it's just, it's all hand gathered. It's, it's, it's done right. And I built the products for me. And then I shared it with my group coaching students. It was just small little batches. That's what we did for quite a few years. But then as word got out, and then when I started doing podcasting and we ship all over the world now, um, Dan, it's, it's, it's quite, uh, quite remarkable what's happened, but people get the products and they work. So with that said, you have to understand that 85% of supplements in the market are made by pharmaceutical companies. 92% in total are synthetic. So you're left with the 8% that are whole food or food-based herbal. That's what you want. But now a lot of those are getting blended too. So here's how you read a label. If you look at your multivitamin and if you look at vitamin C as an example, in parentheses behind it, if it says ascorbic acid, you're ingesting a synthetic acid-based chemical made in a lab. It should say from the camu camu berry or from the arceola cherry or my favorite from the amla berry, which is the gooseberry. It's picked ripe. So that's awesome. Now you know you have a whole food product, but the other ingredients are also ingredients, right? So if you look on our labels and all of our products, like I'll flip this, Dan, for the, you can see this. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it says, uh, let me see. Can you see that? No, uh, yep, it just focused. Yep. No silicon dioxide, no dicalcium phosphate. So these are what are called excipients, binders, fillers, and flow agents. Okay. And they're great for production and stuff like that, but not for you. So why are they putting this stuff in there? Well, when you use synthetics, they don't take up a whole lot of room. Mm-hmm. Americans aren't going to be buying empty capsules. You saw just a little bit of stuff in a capsule. You're going to eat it, buy it. You're going to, hey, give my money back. No, the synthetics are small. They don't take up a lot of room. It's great for production. They have to fill it up. So that's a filler. Mm-hmm. All right. Silicon dioxide is a level three toxin on the EPA's toxin list, yet it's in most supplements. Magnesium sterate stops your body's ability to even absorb food or nutrients, yet it's in most supplements. Think about how stupid that is. Right. But magnesium sterate in a supplement you're trying to take to absorb and it blocks absorption. Completely no sense. Stupid, right? So they have these uh, um, flow agents. Why, Why do they use that? Well, because their encapsulation machines cake up. So they put flow agents in there so they don't cake up. So it's for speed of production. So my point is, is that all these excipients, these binders, fillers, and flow agents, if they're toxic, why would you want them in your supplements? You're going to be consuming them every day. They are ingredients just as the other ingredients, right? Right. So it's not, so what we want in a supplement, we don't want something that's acid-based built in a laboratory. We want something that's carbon-based built in nature where somebody's actually taking the time to gather it from nature 
again, anytime you process anything, it denatures a little bit. That's mm -hmm. why a lot of stuff like in our green product, we, we super concentrate it. We four to one, six to one, 10 to one, 20 to one concentrates to make up for that kind of stuff. It's handled with care. That's also why we tell people like, if you're making smoothies, okay, make your smoothie, but understand that 90 seconds in a high-speed blender is killing 85 to 92% of the nutrition. Creates heat, creates a tremendous amount of oxidization as the things are being separated, the uh, oxygen's hitting it on all levels. Why would, please make your smoothie and then put the greens in last, lightly feathered in, or even better, stir it in, shake it up in a mason jar and then drink it that way. Keep the life force or the electric. So these toxic binders and fillers and flow agents are exactly, they're just not good. I mean, it makes, I just, I don't know if I, we mentioned this earlier because we had some connection issues, but, you know, some of them block absorption. Some some level three toxins, EPA to a list. I mean, it's like you wouldn't eat cat poop in a brownie, so why in the hell would you do this? But because right. people don't know. They have to have the awareness first, and then good luck. We do supplement reviews with all of our coaching students. Anybody here listening, go pull, out your, go pull out all of your supplements and look for magnesium stearate, silicon dioxide, dicalcium phosphate. I think you're going to be shocked what you find. I think you'll probably find over 90%, maybe 95% of what you have in your cupboard has toxic chemicals in them, and you didn't even know it. That's what's going on. So we don't believe in that. We believe that we got to get the man-made toxins out of the body and stop putting them in and then flood the body with nature. And when we do this, that's when the body comes back and heals. Just like when you get a cut, it heals. How does it do it? Well, you have this thing called the immune system. And if we can stack the cards in the deck of health and your immune system, you're going to win. You're going to get your health back. You're going to get your vitality back, just like I did, just like my buddy Charles did, and just like thousands of people have done that we've connected with over the last 11 years since we've started this journey. Right. And the biggest thing I see from that is it really starts with the individual, right? If you want to take control of your health, these are the steps that you need to take. We just outlined them for you in the past 45, 50 minutes in this podcast. Now it's time for you, the individual, to take those steps. We made it clear cut for you. And uh, Tim, I know you really eliminated the guesswork for people. You have everything, including a shopping guide ebook to really make it simple for people. So when they go to the grocery store, it's not like, you know, Googling, reading, you know, countless labels, like, should I get this? Should I get that? It's, hey, look, here it is, cut and dry. Get this, get that, plain and simple. And I really yeah. like that you take that time yourself to make that easier for other people. Because as you mentioned earlier, some people just feel like they don't have the time. Yeah, well, it's also, you know, information overload. There's so many people trying to sell us stuff and, you know, you have to find somebody that has results. So all the people that I hang out with, like my formulator, he's in his 70s, dude, and he his skin looks like he's 35. So it's not just talking the talk, it's walking the walk. Like the people that I hang out with are super healthy and happy. And it seems like everybody that I hang out with now through their health transformation has led them to a much better quality of life for relationships. Their spiritual path has opened and broadened tremendously. I like, I didn't even really have one. And now it's like, I'm, I work on it, my spiritual growth every day. I'm excited about it. It's the foundation to everything. It's, it's so cool. And before I was like, I thought that was all woo woo stuff. Right. Right. I just can't, I can't tell people how awesome it is to not live in fear. Right. I mean, and I did use fear as a tool in the beginning because I didn't want to go under the, the knife anymore. That scares me, especially today. The hospital's pff, scary place to be right now with the protocols that they're mandating. So, you know, and the money they get for certain types of diagnoses. But the, the point is, is that, you know, um, when you learn how your body works and you, you become your own doctor and you take responsibility for your health, after a while, you, you, you figure out how to heal yourself of things and you're not worried about it. You know, I give an example, like most people don't know, like I had a, um, ingrown toenail when I was in uh, 16 mm -hmm. and painful, had to go into the doctor and they stick a needle down the top of your toe, which is like torture. That's what the Vietnamese were doing. They would take bamboo splinters and put them in prisoners toes because you're, you have the most nerves bundled in the end of the toe extremely painful they give you a wooden block to bite on as they're giving you the shot now once the shot takes hold you can't feel nothing then they take uh, scissors and they cut a third of your nail off down to the base and then rip the nail off at the base and then take silver nitrate on a stick and they burn the cuticle area down at the bottom and then you got to make sure when you grow your toenails out you cut them straight across and not cut them in because they can get hooked again and i had to have have that surgery three times 
on my toes. Dude, it sucked. Okay. That sounds now, terrible. Wow. So when my son, when he was like 14, he got an ingrown toenail, probably because it's just genetic the way we're built. Um, his toenail was all infected. And I was like, wow, let's let's try this natural approach. So I made garlic oil. So you take one third garlic, two thirds olive oil, of course, organic, and then organic cold press olive oil. And you you press the garlic and you put it in there and mix it up. And you got to let it set for about 30 minutes because garlic is very caustic. It's very acidic. It's like a 3.3 on the on the pH scale. Highly acid. Now, I saw photos at Hippocrates where just the gas coming off of gar fresh garlic, 100% kill zone on bacteria. 100%. Mm -hmm. Now, Purells and these types of things will kill 99.9%. .9%, so they have that 0.1 behind, and they breed stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. So when you're putting these you know, antimicrobial, like synthetic, you know, uh, hand washing things on, um, you're actually, that goes into your skin and it kills your gut microbiome because in your, in your, in your part of your immune system, and you're actually making the bugs out there stronger, stronger and stronger and stronger. Whereas if you had something like just wash your hands with soap and water, be smarter, but bacteria are hundred percent kill zone. None of them make it through garlic. It's amazing. So I had, um, in fact, the story was, um, before I tell my son's story now, Heather, uh, what was her name? She was like a, a supermodel. She was uh, married to um, like Paul McCartney. Um, can't remember her last name, but anyway, she got her leg like cut off in a mo motorcycle or a car accident. And, um, and then her stump got infected and they were giving her all kinds of antibiotics and stuff and it didn't work. And then they had to cut off more of her stump and then it got infected again. And they were trying more antibiotics and all this kind of stuff. And then they had, and it got infected. And then they had to cut off more of her stump. And then it got infected again. Her friend said, Look, if you don't get this figured out, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And so she said, You need to go to Hippocrates Health Institute. That's where I went, same place that me and Charles went. So she flies to Hippocrates. And what did they teach her? They just taught her how to bandage her stump with garlic and all of this garlic olive oil mixture. In two and a half weeks, she was running around the, the institute on her prosthetic. Right. So That's I did incredible. that with my son's toe yep. and we, we bandaged it. And in two days, the infect, I mean, you couldn't even touch my son's toe. He's like, ah, don't touch it in two days. Totally fine. Was able to get in there with like a little tweezer deal and pack some cotton in between the sore area and the nail and just let it grow out. And he never had to go get that needle shoved in the top of his toe. We healed him for about 50 cents. That's insane. Just <laughs> using olive oil and garlic. Yeah. So these are some of the things you can learn that it, it's like people think that getting well has to be some complicated, you know, mathematical equation. And you have to get it from somebody that's smarter than you that can talk in long, big words that you don't understand. That's BS. We in, we know how to heal. And the bottom line is, is that everything you need is in nature. All these things that they're selling us, they copy nature and they take the shadow of it and then they synthesize it in the laboratory and sell it to you. Right. And then you get some kind of effect, but you're not going to really get to the root of your problem. No. So, anyway, that's just what I want to share today. The message is, is just like, you know, put yourself first, you know, become your own doctor, um, you know, get back to nature, hang out with people that are healthy, get outside, get into nature, get these manic toxic chemicals out of your body. And um, if you need help with it, we're, we're, that's what we're geared up to do now. For those that are listening, I know you mentioned before that you have a offer for them and a free thing there. Uh, do you want to review that quick? Yeah, sure. So if you guys want to plug in with us, just go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. And uh, you can go to, if you want to check out the products, go to the products tab. If you're going to get something, I would recommend going down to like the savings bundles. That way you can get a discount. We have a little mm -hmm. jumpstart bundle to kind of kick you off, a little 15 day deal. Or you can do the total energy and detox bundle. And take the turmeric product, which is what I do on a monthly basis. So, or, or you can pick a bundle in between that fits to your budget or resonates with you. Um, and you'll get a discount. And then at checkout, put in the code BRAWN, B-R-A-W-N, the number five, and you get an extra 5% discount. So that way you can get a double discount. And we have a double your money back guarantee on all of our products. And if something doesn't work, you can just reach out to us. We'll refund your money. It doesn't happen often. But um, when it does, we want, we want you to get on the phone with us. Get on the phone with myself or another coach, and, and we'll walk you through it. Because our products are just part of our toolkit to help you win back your health. And if one of our tools doesn't work, we just find a different tool, even if it's right. another company. We don't care. And there's a lot of tools that we have that don't cost any money either, like you know, drinking lots of water and 
chewing your food until liquefied and avoiding liquids with meals and doing some breath work before you eat. That's actually our core four secrets. So when you go to our website, you can get a free gift immediately, and then you can get that double discount and how I, I shared with you. And if you want more free information, I also have a podcast called the health hero show. I've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff and a lot of interviews with really cool people, a lot of life-changing information in there. Um, you can go binge watch that. I have a lot of people, they say, well, I've been binge listening to your podcast. I feel like I'm competing against Netflix now. <laughs> we're, we're making it, we're making a dent. So, cause we're not just, you know, selling garbage and stuff like that. We're, we're selling the truth. Right. And Tim covers a lot of the same things that I cover EMFs, uh, current hospital protocols and our, the current state of our healthcare system, uh, public health, uh, releasing toxins, connecting spiritually, optimizing sleep, all things that are important for everyone, not just one specific population. So I really highly recommend you check out his content in addition to staying plugged into ours. Um, people keep telling me they're like, you know, your podcast is great, but then I end up, you know, getting addicted to someone else's too and someone else's too. And then in the, uh, the <laughs> next thing you know, they're subscribed to 10 different health podcasts. Uh, so just so much All great right. information. Let's take out those there. nuggets. Again, yep. everything we talked about here today, guys, is just theory until you put it into practice. Right. And, you know, some of these people, they, they read and read, 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 and they learn, 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 learn. But if you never put it into practice, it's really useless. Yeah. And be your own test subject, right? You know, we look at these like lab studies and results and that sort of thing, but these are under ideal conditions, which we know never happen in the real world. One and two, even if it's not successful for the people in the study, that doesn't mean it won't be successful for you. So you really have to try things and self-experiment and see what works for you because what works for you might not work for someone else and vice versa. Yep. I I totally resonate with that message. I tell it to people all the time. You got to get first person experience. Yep. With that, Tim, thank you so much for your time and for joining us on the podcast today. Great episode, great topics to discuss and looking forward to working with you again in the future. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you having me on. That's going to do it for this episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in. If you liked this episode, be sure to share with a friend who could benefit from hearing the information that we mentioned throughout the episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And be sure to give us a follow on social media at Braun Body if you're not already. Last, make sure you head over to Tim's website, chemicalfreebody.com, and use the coupon code BRAWN5 to save 5% off your purchase. We'll see you next week.